Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Turn with us to the book of Genesis chapter 4 as we uh, proceed with a series that we've been in for a number of weeks now. And I'll just hang around it until God releases me on to the next segment. Genesis chapter 4 verses 3 through 7. And there you'll find these words. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the first fruit of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, Cain, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you. But you shall rule over it. Again, the subject, why are you angry? I've never seen so many angry people. Angry children, angry mothers, angry fathers, angry grandparents, angry supervisors, angry employers, employees, anger in politics, anger in the neighborhood, anger at the stoplight, anger anger at the slow driver who won't move on. I could get angry at that. (laughs) There are a lot of things that can provoke you to anger. That's why it is so critical that we live in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's why the scripture says in Ephesians 5, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And as one who is an alcoholic and one is overwhelmed and intoxicated, on alcohol, uh, we ought to be under the influence, not of alcohol, but under the influence of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Ghost will keep your anger in check. Just anger, anger everywhere. Oh, it's not just restricted to your house. It's not just restricted to this country. It's all over the place. Christians are angry. There's some angry pastors that come to the pulpit in anger and they use the pulpit as a sledgehammer to just browbeat people. And the people leave so beat up and downtrodden and discouraged instead of leaving here edified, uplifted, and a desire of renewed hope to keep on keeping on. And that's because there's anger in the pulpit. And, you know, if you don't resolve that anger, it it will mess you up. 
It will, and preachers can ill afford to hold anything because, because we have too much at stake with the lives of people. Whatever bothering us, we need to hurry up and get over with it because God wants us to be a clear channel through which the word of God can flow unhindered. Why are you angry? We left off with God's prescription for healing your anger. I give up just a few for review, and then we'll proceed. Uh, Number one, if you do not know the Lord as your personal Savior, you need to call on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved, for the Lord is the only one who is able to heal bitterness. He's the only one able to heal anger. He's the only one who is able to heal rage. He is the only one who is able to heal fury. Jesus will heal wrath. The scripture says in Romans 10, 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's no uh, getting rid of anger apart from Christ. Because John 15, 5b says apart from Christ, we can do absolutely nothing. Unless you repent and surrender your anger to Jesus Christ, it will destroy you, your home, and just leave you miserable. Luke 13, 3 says, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. You will perish in hell if you don't receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He's the only way, only truth. He is the life. As a matter of fact, there's no other way to get to heaven but through Jesus Christ. He's no back door, no side door. One way. And people can't stand that. Say one way. And that one way is through Jesus because he is the absolute only way. Then secondly, admit that you're angry. Do not suppress your anger or deny how you feel. Remember that anger which is denied or suppressed can never be healed. You know, you, you stuff it, you suppress it, and all of a sudden it, it just devastates, it ruins your life. To no end. James 5, 16a says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Thirdly, after denying the root cause of your anger, resolve it as quickly as possible, lest it destroy you and greatly affect those around you. Your anger just doesn't affect you. It affects your husband. It affects your wife. It affects your children. It affects your siblings. You can't even go home for Thanksgiving and enjoy turkey with family because you're angry. Matter of fact, some people are so angry, they won't even go home. That's right. They won't go. They don't want to go back to wherever you're from to go be with your family. You can get so angry, you won't even write your own brother, your blood sister. You won't even check on your mama because you're mad at her. Won't check on daddy because you're mad. Won't check on grandparents because they're too cantankerous. You won't, won't check on on folk, because you're mad. Won't even write a letter, not even a phone call. Oh, you know their number, but you don't call the number because you're mad. You're mad. So you, you just don't, you just don't bother. I'll stay here and eat some tuna fish before I go have turkey with them. You're angry. Fourthly, try to understand why you're angry. Some people, you ask, what's wrong with you? I don't know. And sometimes they do know they just don't want to say, but, but, but then sometimes they just, so you, matter of fact, I can understand some of them saying, I don't know, you can be mad so long until you, you forget why you're angry. But can you isolate the cause of your anger? Refuse to make excuses like anger just runs in my family. Don't go there. God is able to break that cycle. 
I don't mean anything by it. Yes, you do. That's why you won't get over it. Uh, That's just the way I am. So what? Get over it. Ask God for help. I can't help myself. Yes, you can through Jesus Christ. The scripture says I can do all things through through Christ who strengthens me. The, the, The power is inherently in Christ. I'm just not there yet. Well, we can see that. Get there. Be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. We can see that too. It is true that God may not be through with you yet, but he should be making progress in you. These excuses avoid the root of the problem. My friends, excuses will not change your condition. What is needed is transformation, a transformed heart. Therefore, take personal responsibility for your anger and any other sin that is embedded in your life. Psalms 51, 3 through 4 says, For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. You need to say, I'm the issue. It was my brothers, my sister, that person should have been here at church. Now you're here today, and God is speaking to you. Stop deferring your issues to everybody else. Some of you are mad because your home's not right, and you, but you're deferring it to other folk when the root problem comes out your own house, out of your own marriage. Fifthly, determine whether your anger is the kind that rises too quickly. If so, when you start to feel angry, seek the Lord's guidance through prayer. Some of you all get angry far too quickly. It rises up at a moment's notice. It's as if you got a chip on your shoulder and you are daring someone to knock it off. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. And, and God is saying, you cannot live the victorious Christian life in this kind of state. If you feel yourself getting out of control, have you felt like you were on the edge to the point that you were at that tipping point? How many of you ever got there before? Come on, let's be honest. You got there, and if it was just one more, you got one. Listen, that's one. That's two. You already on two and a half. <laughs> And, and, and you're at that tipping point, and you're about to lose it. If you feel yourself getting out of control, stop. Say stop. stop. Say it again. Stop. Say it a little bit louder. Stop. stop. Where you are, settle down. Go somewhere and sit down. Go sit on the back porch. Go climb up a tree and sit on a limb. You know? You know, go look at a bird or a bumblebee. Go, go look at the clouds. Uh, go to the park. Go somewhere. Cool down. Separate yourself temporarily from the conflict or provoking situation. Now, don't run. 
I'm not telling you to run away from home. He told me to run. No, I didn't tell you to run away from home. I said just temporarily. I didn't say permanently. Sometimes you need to go to the back porch and sit down. And be still and be quiet. If you got a porch, if not, make a pallet on the ground. <laughs> Separate yourself temporarily from the conflict or provoking situation. And then what do you do? Don't just sit out there and just keep rocks in your jaws. No. Start praying. Start reading your Bible. Preferably Proverbs because it talks a lot about anger. And begin to listening, begin listening to Christian music will give your emotions time to settle down and keep you from snapping and losing it. Do you realize any of us can snap and lose it at any time? At any time we can snap. I can, you can. And you know, it's amazing. You can do it and get away with it. But if I snap one time, you remember way back in 1982, you forget every blessing, I, every baby I blessed. You forget that baby I blessed. You forget all those baptisms. Oh, do you remember back there in 1988 when church first started? Uh, something happened he didn't like, and he lost it, girl. Ooh, I never thought Pastor Dre, because I didn't know it was in him all the time. I knew it. Oh, I just knew. Uh-huh. But you... But, uh, but then you can act a fool and walk away and forget about it. Listen, all of us are accountable to God. Every last one of us. So you, you'll snap or you'll lose it. And that's why so many good people are in jail. You know, sometimes you look at the verbal abuse or the hit and the slap and all that. Listen, all of that's atrocious and should not be done. But that's something that precipitated that. Now, that person may be in the slammer, but sometimes you don't know what all led to the person getting there. Another person who provoked them to that, they in jail, lost their job, lost their reputation, lost everything. And, and the person who provoked them to that point, get away with murder. The truth be told, you responsible for getting them to that point. And, and so when you cool down, you begin to settle down, you begin to think clearly, objectively. And most of all, you can hear what God is saying as opposed to what Satan is saying. Because when you're angry, Satan begins to speak into your hearing. You begin to believe it. But if you settle down, cool down and listen to Christian music and you begin to pray, you begin to hear what God is saying. Proverbs 29, 11 says, a fool vents all feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Number six. Seek to decrease the amount of time you will allow yourself to remain angry. Now, this is our new insight now. You, got, you need to write this. Seek to decrease the amount of time you will allow yourself to remain angry. Remember, the sooner you get over it and move on, the better off you'll be and all those around you will be. You know what you need to do? Set a limit on the time you'll spend dwelling on the issue and rehearsing it over and over in your mind. Have somebody ever hurt you? Raise your hand if you've been hurt, betrayed. Somebody just did you in. Somebody got you back slyly or they did it on purpose, indirectly or directly in your face. And you know what? And you know what they did. You're not, you know you're not crazy. You can see a whole lot. You know a whole lot. And you know what you can do? And all of us are guilty. That thing that happened to you, no matter how unjust it is, you, you think about it. 
and you begin to rehearse it, and you analyze it, and you rehearse it, and you think about it, how she could do that? How could she do that to me? How could he do no, all that stuff I did for him? And all that, and you just go on and on and on. He bucked, he, 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 he hurt the hand that fed him, and all these kinds of things. You start thinking about all of these things, you know, and you begin to rehearse it and rehearse it and rehearse it, and it's literally destroying you. Listen, sometimes you have to talk to yourself. You, 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 you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to talk to yourself. Randa, don't go there. Why am I allowing myself to think over that again? I need to stop. Tell you, when you have you ever told yourself, I need to stop? Talk, listen, when you talk to yourself, excuse the English, you ain't crazy. It's just good sense to talk to you sometimes. Amen. I mean, you better start to, Randa, oh God, help Randa. You know, start talking to yourself. Start talking to yourself. Listen, focusing on and dwelling on it too long will cause your heart to be troubled, disturb your peace of mind, and cause you to do things you will later regret for the rest of your life. You have to talk to yourself and say enough of meditating on that. Now, we all know that it's very difficult to move on when you really want to stay there. You know, you could move on. Anything that happened to you uh, that you know is wrong, injustice or perceived injustice, can you really move on? Come on, y'all not talking to me. Talk back. Can you, can you move on? Talk back to me. Can you move on? You, have, you can will yourself to move on. But the question is, why you don't want to move on? You know why? Because you don't want to. Because it's, 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 you like messing yourself up. You don't want to. You want to stay there because you're not ready to move on. And sometimes you, if you don't move on, you are a breeding ground for Satan to just wipe you out. Listen to this. this is big. It gets bigger. We all want to keep them, whoever them, whoever that is, in our court of law, judging them. That's why we don't want to move on. We want to, we put them in our little court and we become judge and jury. Ain't no bonding out. No, no jail breaks out. You are eternally in my court because you did this to me. You know what you did and you are in my court. My judgment court. I'm not going to let you out. Why? Not going to let you out. You know what you need to do? Deliberately move your thoughts to something more healthy. Something more healthy for your mind. Deliberately move your thoughts to something more healthy for your mind, such as the word of God. There again, I keep saying the word of God, Christian music. Not at this point, you don't need jazz. <laughs> no, no. And you don't need no, ain't nothing like the real thing. I just went way back there. You don't need Papa got a brand new bag. You don't need soul music. You don't need pop music. You don't need rock music. You need some Jesus feel biblically correct music. 
You don't need no music. You don't need music. Say, I'm going up the rough side of the mountain. Trying to make it in. Listen, that's, 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 that's work-based salvation. That's theologically incorrect. I don't care how old it is. And I, grandma used to sing some of them songs. Grandma sang was biblically incorrect. Some of them were very correct. But that one, I'm going up this. Boy, that's a song used to get me, ooh, used to make me mad as I don't know what. And my children just sang it to agitate me. You know how your children do? They just sing it to agitate me. I don't want no peanut butter and jelly. Y'all remember that song? Ooh, it was an old testimonial song. I don't want no peanut. I said, good night. What's edifying about that? You need some biblically correct songs. Songs that have substance. Songs that has content. Songs that got the blood in it. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus at the cross. At the cross. Where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. There is a fountain filled with blood thrown from Emmanuel's vein. Sinners plunge. Plunge. Now those are the kind of songs you ought to be saying. When you get mad, I tell you what to drive. All that ain't got you. Start singing the right songs. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm what? You're not free. You can't sing. You're not free. You cannot sing. You see, when you get that that puffiness and that uffiness, that anger in you, I dare you to start counting your blessings. You didn't hear what I said? Start counting one by one. Get on the back porch, like grandma used to say. Lord, I thank you for my children. Oh, I remember about shouting young. He would just shout all over the church in those overalls. Big, big split between his teeth. And they would get perturbed because shouting John would shout so much in church. So somebody had the audacity to ask shouting John, why you shout so much? Proud of you shouting and tearing up the church. Shouting John said, you see those head of hogs over there? God gave them to me. You see them roosters and chickens over here? God gave them to me. You see those collard greens and those mustard and those corn stocks growing over there? The Lord gave them to me. You see that plump woman standing on that front porch? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hey, the Lord gave them to me. You see those ten chillin? Playing out there around that porch, the Lord gave it, gave it, gave it, the Lord gave it to me. I tell you what, hold my mule. 
I feel a shouting coming on right now. Hey, it's shouting time. And he starts shouting all out in the field. Don't you let nobody take your shout. You better rejoice because God's been good to you. Start counting your blessings now and you will shout. You'll shout. Hold your amen. Oh, God. You see, folks, I love Isaiah 57, 16. It says, for I, God himself says, for I will not fight against you forever. Something in that. I, God, will not fight against you forever. I will not always be angry. <laughs> like this. Boy, y'all didn't see that passage. Yeah. If I were, all people would pass away. <laughs> all the souls I have made. God saying I can ill afford to stay angry at you. <laughs> In other words, God is saying, you don't want me to stay angry too long. Because if I stay angry too long, the sun will bounce away. The moon will stop shining. If I stay angry too long, I'll, up, I'll turn this world upside down. And I'll destroy all of you on the spot. You start praying that I don't stay angry too long. You don't want me angry too long. Don't you know who I am? I'm the same God that spoke and said, let there be. I can speak again and disintegrate everything. It's good that I don't say angry. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.